Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Facts News Podcast. No opinions, no bias, no agenda. It has been quite some time since I brought you an episode, but here we are today, back on the regular schedule of every two weeks. I also get the chance to bring you the facts surrounding the new stimulus bill that was passed. How much will you get back? Where is the rest of the money going? These questions will be answered in this episode of Facts News. Before we get to that, however, I would like to provide some info on other news that has happened the last few weeks. Back on March 3rd, the House of Representatives passed a bill with tenants to expand federal voting rights. This bill would eliminate partisan gerrymandering, tighten government ethics standards, impose new transparency on dark money used to finance campaigns, and create public financing options for congressional campaigns. The bill passed almost exclusively along party lines, passing 220 to 210. The measure is likely to die in the Senate where 60 votes are needed to advance the proposal. Just yesterday, the U.S. House of Representatives passed an immigration and citizenship bill for farm workers, providing a green card for farm workers and citizenship for, quote, dreamers, end quote. The bill has been called the American Dream and Promise Act and provides a pathway to citizenship for millions of undocumented immigrants who came to the U.S. as children and those granted temporary protection from deportation. The measure passed 228 to 197 with nine Republicans voting in favor of the bill and the rest voting in favor being Democrats. Numerous other states have been passing bills to ban trans girls from playing in girls' sports, including Kansas, Mississippi, and South Dakota. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem has stated she will not sign the bill, however, stating she doesn't want to extend the exclusion of trans girls to female college athletics. The Mississippi bill has already been signed by the governor, but the Kansas bill is unlikely to be signed, evidenced by Kansas Governor Laura Kelly calling the bill, quote, regressive, end quote. The Kansas bill still also must clear the hurdle of the Kansas Senate. An Iceland volcano estimated to be dormant for thousands of years erupted near the city of Reykjavik. The Prime Minister of Iceland stated that no towns appeared to be in danger, and the Department of Emergency Management has most recently said that the pollution is not expected to cause much discomfort unless you go near the volcano, which is in a remote valley. Now, on to the stimulus bill that has been passed. You may have already seen your money deposited in your bank account. You may not have. But here I will break down who will be receiving what in addition to what other provisions are in the bill. With as lengthy as this bill is, I will be skipping around some to provide the best overview possible. For additional details, I have provided the bill link in the description of the podcast. Firstly, the bill authorizes $4 billion to the Secretary of Agriculture to purchase and distribute agricultural commodities for those in need, to make grants and loans for small or mid-sized food processors or distributors, seafood processing facilities and processing vessels, farmers markets, producers or other organizations to respond to COVID-19 and to protect workers against COVID-19. 
Funds are being made available to provide emergency grants for rural health care workers. $47,500,000 are made available for administrative expenses. $2,500,000 for audits, investigations, and other authorized oversight activities. $1,010,000,000 to remain available to provide various trainings and other technical assistance to socially disadvantaged groups provide grants and loans to improve land access for socially disadvantaged farmers, ranchers, or forest landowners, support development of agricultural credit institutions designed to service socially disadvantaged groups, to support activities of the equity commissions, to support development of one or more legal centers focused on agricultural legal issues, and to support research education and extension at various colleges and institutions. $1,150,000,000 are made available to carry out the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program established under the Food and Nutrition Act of 2008. $15,000,000 are for necessary expenses of the Secretary of Agriculture for management and oversight of the program, and $1,135,000,000 are for the Secretary to make grants to each state based on the amount of individuals in and expected to be in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. $25,000,000 is made available to make technological improvements and modernize technology. $1,000,000,000 is being made available for grants to the Northern Mariana Islands, Puerto Rico, and the American Samoa for nutrition assistance. $390 million is also being made available to modernize the WIC program. Next, we have $128,554,800,000 going to Elementary and Secondary School Emergency Relief Fund of the Education Stabilization Fund for Local Education Agencies. $39,584,570,000 is going to higher education, of which not less than 50% of allocation is to provide emergency financial aid grants to students. $850,000,000 is being made available for programs operated or funded by the Bureau of Indian Education for Bureau-funded schools. $19,250,000 is being made available for Kendall Demonstration Elementary School, Mondale Secondary School for the Deaf, and Gallandot University. $91,130,000 for Student Aid Administration for the Department of Education. $35,000,000 is also going to Howard University. $19,250,000 to the National Technical Institute for the Deaf and $100 million to the Institute of Educational Sciences. $15 million is also going to the Department of Education for Program Administration and $5 million to the Office of the Inspector General. Furthermore, $135 million is being made available under the National Foundation on the Arts and Humanities Act of 1965 of which 40% is grants for state arts agencies and regional arts organizations, and 60% is for administrative expenses that support organizations, programming, and general operating expenses.
an additional $135 billion is being made available to the humanities following the previously mentioned provisions. $200 million is also being made available to carry out the Library Services and Technology Act. In Subtitle C, we have $14,990,000,000 for the Child Care and Development Block Grant Program. $180 million of funding for the Family Violence Prevention and Services Act, and $198 million to support survivors of sexual assault. $250 million is being provided to carry out child abuse prevention and treatment, and $852 million is being made available to the Corporation for National and Community Service. For Subtitle D, Public Health, $7,500,000,000 is being made available to carry out activities to plan, prepare for, promote, distribute, administer, monitor, and track COVID-19 vaccines. $1,000,000,000 is being made available for activities to promote confidence in the vaccine and provide further information and education on the vaccine. $6,050,000,000 is to remain available for research, development, manufacturing, production, and purchase of vaccines, therapeutics, and ancillary medical products and supplies. In Subtitle E, Testing, we have $47,800,000 to carry out activities to detect, diagnose, trace, and monitor COVID-19. In Subtitle F, $7,660,000,000 is being made available to carry out activities related to establishing, expanding, and sustaining a public health workforce. In Subtitle G, $7,600,000,000 is being made available for grants and cooperative agreements to qualified health centers and Papa Ola Lokahi. Subtitle H provides $1,500,000,000 in funding to block grants for community mental health services, $1,500,000,000 for prevention and treatment of substance abuse, and $80,000,000 for training for healthcare professionals, paraprofessionals, and public safety officers. $20,000,000 is being provided to prevent mental health conditions and substance use disorders among healthcare professionals. $50 million is being provided as funding for local behavioral health treatment and $30 million for local substance use disorder services. Funding is also being provided for the Child Traumatic Stress Network, Project AWARE, Youth Suicide Prevention, Behavioral Health Workforce Education and Training, Pediatric Mental Health Care, and Expansion Grants for Community Behavioral Health Clinics. Section J provides additional assistance to rail workers, $27,970,000 of which is for the Railroad Retirement Board. $2 million in additional funding is also being made available for the Railroad Unemployment Insurance Act. Under Title III, $10 billion in funding is being made available through September 30, 2025, in support of the Defense Production Act of 1950 for the continued production of testing, PPE, 
vaccines, and other materials. $21,550,000,000 is being made available to continued emergency rental assistance for the fiscal year of 2021. $5,000,000,000 is also being made available for emergency housing vouchers under Section 3202 of Subtitle B in Title III. $1,000,000 is being made available to provide emergency assistance for rural housing and $1 million for housing counseling intermediary grants. $5 billion is being made available for rental assistance, affordable housing, supportive housing assistance, and acquisition and development of shelter units. $9,961,000,000 is being made available to the Homeowner Assistance Fund. Skipping through much of the rest of the bill, which extends previous program fundings and makes slight modifications, we get to Subtitle G, Part 1 of Title 9, which states that each individual who files taxes will receive $1,400 plus an additional $1,400 for each dependent. The cutoff for receiving the $1,400 being if income is $75,000 per adult or $150,000 for a joint return. The money will only be received if you have a valid IEN on your taxes. In Part 2, the child tax credit is increased for the year of 2021 to $3,000 for each child between ages 6 and 17 and $3,600 for each child under 6. For income over $75,000 for an individual or $150,000 for a joint filer, $50 will be reduced for every additional $1,000 in income. Advance payments of the child tax credits will begin going in July of 2021. Changes were also made to the earned income tax credit, child and dependent care tax credits, credits for paid sick and family leave, the employee retention credit, and premium tax credits. For more information on each of these credits, see Subtitle G of Title IX. Under Subtitle I, Child Care Workers, $3,375,000,000 are being made available for grants to states for child care assistance. Furthermore, $1,000,000 is being made available to Indian tribes and $75,000,000 to territories. As I have said a couple times before, there are many more provisions in this bill and many more details on the provisions provided. If you are curious about additional details, have a look at the link provided to the official bill located in the description of the podcast. Also, if you are curious about what a specific section is saying, minus the jargon, do not hesitate to email me with any questions, and I will do my best to help you. Other than that, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this significantly longer podcast and hope you all have a wonderful next two weeks. If you have any questions or comments, do not hesitate to email me at realfactsnews@outlook.com. Again, that's realfactsnews at outlook.com. Next podcast will be on 4-3 of 2021, and I look forward to talking to you all again. Thanks, everyone.